Hello, this is episode 157 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Dr. Nisha Riley. This episode is about whether or not to tell students that they have dyslexia. This episode is a request from a listener. It's a question that I got asked, and I thought it was really worthwhile recording a podcast. I'm always really happy to take questions from listeners. You can either email me at purple at purplelearning.ie or look me up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just send me a message. I have coined the phrase in the past, labels equals limitations. This is for a few reasons. Firstly, others don't have an expectation because of the label. And I always say that lack of expectation is the real enemy. And it's the one that I really strove to overcome in my own education. Others just don't want to feel different. And that's hugely limiting in itself. I also once said, we're all different. Some of us just stick out more than others. But many of these students are generally more extrovert. They care about what everyone else thinks. They are often the students who are very good at support. They don't want to stick out in class. They don't want to have more reason to do that. They care what others think of them over everything else. It overtakes all of their thinking. And these students don't wish to use things like colored glasses because they don't want to seem any more different. And so often the solutions involve helping them at home to catch up discreetly and quietly. There is one group of introvert students here too who have what I describe as a little man in their head who tells them that they're rubbish. They are also generally very good support and they thrive on being popular. So in a way they seem more extrovert and they tend to take their measure of themselves from outside. This adding up of themselves in relation to others needs to be taken into account more than their dyslexia does in many ways when we go about helping these students. The introverts can be divided into two groups. I sometimes find the ones who spend vast amounts of time online react really badly to labels as they search every limitation and almost conform to them. This is a conversation I've had more around autism or Asperger's syndrome diagnosis. And since there is a vast array of personalities and needs within that diagnosis, they don't all fit someone else's stereotype of what they should be. But many times, this is exactly what they try to do. They almost try to prescribe their own behavior to fit to what they feel they should be struggling with or finding difficult, or feel that the things that they struggle with, that they therefore have a right almost to behave in a negative way towards others because they have a justification for it. And that's again that comes into the limitations. It will be much better to understand why they struggle with certain tasks or certain social situations and help them to find coping strategies so that they felt good about themselves in those situations rather than just felt limited. Again, it's more important to tackle what people are looking at online and what they feel they need to map out for their future. I feel in many cases that these students become their story and many in fact go on to be motivational speakers 
and to rely on having had a difficult childhood. Another group of introverts tend to be very creative. And because they are introverted, unlike the extrovert people who are taking a measure of themselves from outside, these introverted people tend to have a very high standard for themselves. It's an internally driven standard, and they often become frustrated at not being good enough for themselves. Nothing they ever do is perfect enough. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, and these people actually benefit from having a reason why it's more difficult and why everything seems harder and why they seem to have to put in more work. And it can almost be um, a motivation to them to continue putting in more work and overcoming the obstacles and finding their ways to do it. In many cases, these people don't feel that they have to hide their difference so much. So I would sum up by saying it also depends on how you tell people. There's never a box on a psychologist's report that tells you everything that you're good at or what or how to help you to do better at the things that you're not so good at. I always say that it's about as constructive as playing Cluedo with the solution of who done it out on the board. There's an element of telling you what you already know, but there's always a sense that you don't measure up, that you're behind average, whoever's decided what average is, and you don't have time to develop your own ways of working. It's quite definitive that you will never be good at certain skills. Which is why when I started out with the school, I always said that it doesn't matter what you can't do, only what you can. So if you are telling a student, it's better to focus on what they're brilliant at. So for example, people with dyslexia have amazing space relation skills and social patterning skills. It's the way we find our way around the supermarket and find everything when we can't read the labels. It's the way that we learn so much is through pattern recognition. So there are, there are different focuses and different reasons for how you go about telling different students. And my rule of thumb, really, if I'm honest, is, is that most extrovert students will use it as a get-out clause to not bother, and most introverted students will use it as a reason to not be so hard on themselves, if I sum it up. And it is important to understand where you're taking your measure of yourself outside, whether that's in the report that's written about you. Personally, I have three very limiting psychological reports written about me, or whether you're taking it from the internet. And for me, one of the books that I read at the time when I was in school, that I looked at many of the interviews and picked my way through it, was a book, it's quite old now, called Every Letter Counts by Susan Hampshire, where she interviewed a range of different types of people with dyslexia. And I think that also showed me that there are a vast array of people out there and that we aren't all, we don't all excel in the same fields and it's possible to excel at all sorts of things. So I think that was a much better message for me to have than what I couldn't do. So I hope that helps.